Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The important war message you have been expecting will be broadcast immediately after the Fibber McGee and Molly program. Keep tuned to this station. Here's the Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. country's leading newspapers, and I noticed an article called Keeping Your House in Tune with the Times. You know, it made me feel right at home, for this is what I read. Preserving and protecting the surfaces around your house was once the sensible thing for a good housewife to do. Now it's a case of preserve or do without. The situation isn't as bad as it sounds if you take advantage of wax in any of its forms. Wax is not only a great preservative, but it's also a great time saver. For wax surfaces are more easily dusted because the dirt and dust remain on top and don't penetrate the layer of wax. Well, now, doesn't that sound just like H. Wilcox talking about Johnson's wax? I must remember to write them a letter. They've really got the right idea. comes a tide in the affairs of men when they think they can write a book. Well, the tide is in at 79 Wistful Vista. And here, busily filling page after page of scratch paper, we find that persistent proponent of pithy prose, that fearless perpetrator of punchy paragraphs, Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. So, grasping her in his strong arms, he kissed her tenderly on the forehead as she ran her slender fingers through his dark curly hair, which she had first took his hat off so she could. <laughs> then as a knock came at the door... McGee, I never heard such drivel in my life. What are you reading? I ain't reading. I'm writing. You're what? I'm writing a book. 
So that's what you've been doing the last few days. That's it. And I thought you were going over the household accounts. Household accounts, my clavicle. Don't <laughs> you worry about them, Molly. When the dough starts rolling in from this book and you'll have so much money, the, the government won't know what to do with it. Now, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. I was just getting to the place where my heroine, Maisie Laprine, had just met Lieutenant Fagwell. Just met him? Yeah. Last I heard, he was taking her into his strong, curly arms and was kissing her. <laughs> well, it was love at first sight. You see, he was coming down the street on roller skates while she was cleaning the front steps, and she swept him off his feet. Oh. Ah, I got some cute dialogue there. Oh, I'll bet you have. <laughs> but the pot really gets torn a little later on. This is a love story that'll have every woman in America dripping mascara. Oh, my. Where's my phone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Running her fingers through his dark, curly hair, which she had first took his hat off so she could. <laughs> then as a knock come at the door... Boy, is this realistic. Then as a knock come at the door... Look, hmm? Arthur, I hate to disillusion you, but that was a knock at the door. Hmm. Well, it's plagiarism, that's what it is. Come in. For goodness sakes, Abigail Luffington. Oh, how do you do, my dear? I'm Mr. McGee. My dear Mrs. Luffington, what a charming surprise. Do come in. <laughs> I say, Francois, fill another bottle of sparkling root beer for madame. Oh, I say, this is jolly, isn't it? <laughs> when was it we met last on the French Riviera, was it not? <laughs> oh, remember that romantic evening over the gaming tables at Monte Carlo? The night Fifi's de Goumenac shot the duke? <laughs> I remember how the stars shone down like a million jewels on the velvet canopy of night. Um, and let's stop over, Miss McGee. I wasn't here when the game started. <laughs> Listen, don't mind him, Abigail. He's writing a book and he thinks he's E. Follop Dippenheim or somebody. Oh, yes. Fine chap, Dippenheim. I remember one afternoon we were sitting in a gay little cafe in the Latin Quarter. <laughs> I remember it because I didn't know any Latin and if he didn't have a quarter. <laughs> Dread all those little experiences. Oh, come off your high horse, dearie, before it throws you. Oh, I find this very interesting, Mrs. McGee. You think I could write a book, eh? I didn't think you could write, period. <laughs> oh, you've been working like a little beaver, Abigail. You betcha. Cure a tree down and build a dam for the lady, little beaver. <laughs> okay, okay, deride. Laugh if you will, my fine feathered friend. But the time will come when you'll point to my picture in magazines and say, I know that man. That's Earl Stanley McGee, the author. Who? Earl Stanley McGee. That's my nom de prune. <laughs> I, uh, I think you mean nom de prune, Miss McGee. I mean nom de prune. I'm going to show the writing business some new wrinkles. <laughs> say, when you get the manuscript finished, Jerry, let me give it to Uncle Dennis. Oh? Is he acquainted with some publishers, my dear? Well, I think he is. I've often heard him say he knows every bookmaker in the country. <laughs> uh, you know, I suppose, that you should have a literary agent, Miss McGee. A literary what? A literary agent. Someone to act as middleman for you, to make good arrangements with some publishing house, to protect your rights. <laughs> you artistic people are so unbusinesslike, you know. Oh, yes, I suppose you are. <laughs> We authors live in a world of dreams, Abigail. <laughs> We're shy and practical creatures. We should be shielded from the cruder, the harsher aspects of life. Oh, my. Could you face the crude fact that your fountain pen is dripping on your pants leg? Huh? <laughs> oh. Hey, Uppy, I thought you joined up with the wax. When do you go? Oh, I, I don't know, Mr. McGee. I'm, 
I was declined with thanks. Oh, that's too bad, Abigail. I'm so sorry. Now, that's a shame, kid. They shouldn't want to turn down a big, sensible girl like you. What was wrong? Hey, Mr. McGee, there was a time when I would have approached the answer to that question with some trepidation. Yes. I would have evaded a direct reply with all the delicate finesse at my command. Yes. But the cold, brutal fact remains. Well, I'm too darn old. <laughs> situation at the moment. This movement lad, uh, Fragwell, you know. Frightfully decent chap, Oxford and all that. Oh, listen, stop it. First thing I know, you'll start wearing a manacle. <laughs> if you mean eyeglass, my dear girl, the word is barnacle. <laughs> it's no such a thing. A barnacle is a seashell that sticks to the bottom of a boat. I thought that was a binnacle. <laughs> Well, then a binnacle is where they keep a ship's compass. You're thinking of a monocle. Well, then what are manacles? Handcuffs. That's what I said. You want to be arrested for murder? Hmm. Well, you're killing me with that English accent. You answer the phone, will you, Molly? I got Lieutenant Fragwell at the bottom of a 40-foot cistern, and I got to figure a way to get him out. Well, let his girlfriend hold a big sirloin steak over the edge. <laughs> I'm 40 feet for that myself. Well, in this case, Molly Newsom's the telephone. Oh, Philip McGee speaking. Who? Oh, yes. This is old Stanley McGee, the novelist. Uh, oh, how do you do, Miss Cheltenham? Miss who? Oh, that would be jolly, of course, of course. Uh, I should be happy to discuss the matter. Oh, rather. <laughs> yes, I shall carry on until you get here. <laughs> 
You keep carrying on like that, and I'll get the tip myself. Who's Miss Cheltenham? He's an agent, a literary agent. She's going to sell my book. Ain't that wonderful? How'd she ever hear about you through a Ouija board? <laughs> All the word gets about about these things. Hey, I gotta get busy. Now, don't let anybody bother me. Lock the door. This may mean millions. Yeah, but how are you getting Lieutenant Fragwell out of the system? Easy. I just start the next chapter by saying, walk safely out of the system. <laughs> Well, made his way to the nearest Barumba. What's a Barumba? That's an Abyssinian word meaning railroad. Do the Abyssinians know that? They will when they read the book. <laughs> now remember, Molly, I gotta work fast. I, I, I ain't home to anybody. If the doorbell rings, don't tell them. I'm afraid Lieutenant Barumba will have to wait in the Fragwell for a minute, dear. Come in. Hello, there, kids. What you doing? I'm trying to write a book. If I can get some peace and quiet around here. Well, you go right ahead, Johnny. Me and Dory won't let anybody bother you. Fine. Trying to be a storybook writer once myself. But the grammar got me. Oh. She says I didn't know a subject from a pelican. <laughs> you mean a predicate? I do? And a predicate one of them little salty crackers that you get with a glass of beer? <laughs> That's a fractal. Well, a dangerous thing. <laughs> Grandpa had one go off right in his face once. Didn't know it was loaded. It was an old horse pretzel that he had. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't you mean horse pistol? I sure do, daughter. Grandpa was in the horse pistol for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> the day nurse and night nurse. That's got... a hospital. Yes, sir. Most hospital folks Grandpa ever lived with. I think you mean they were hospitable. No, no. They took his chewing tobacco away from him when he went in. Grandpa, <laughs> <laughs> Look, old Simon, look. Can't you stop changing the subject? No, I can't, Johnny. Teacher always told me I couldn't tell a subject from a pelican. Listen. <laughs> but you don't need pelicans. Because a pelican is a big bird. You're telling me, Johnny. Teacher gave me a bird so big it blew me out of school and I never went back. Well, I'll buy you, Johnny. So long, Stanley McStuck. You go to work on your masterpiece, and I'll stand here and guard the door like voracious at the bridge. <laughs> you mean voracious. Voracious means having a big appetite. Well, this whole, this whole thing is sickly from hunger. Oh. So you get busy, and I... Hello, folks. Am I intruding? Oh. Frankly, old chap, yes, you are. I say, old fellow, would you mind frightfully, old radish, if I asked you to stop by another time? <laughs> That's a good fellow. <laughs> What's the matter with him, Molly? Did he fall asleep in a Ronald Coleman movie? <laughs> He's writing a book, Mr. Wilcox. He thinks that phony Piccadilly accent gives him a certain air. It does. Why don't you open a window? <laughs> oh, now I say, old broom. <laughs> you sound like some dentist that just fitted you with a London bridge. <laughs> Molly, what's this about him writing a book? Well, let me tell you about it, Junior. You see, my hero, Lieutenant Fragwell of the Navy. The Navy? Yeah. Hey, could you say something about battleship linoleum and then sneak in a few words about Johnson's glow coat? This is a novel, Wilcox, not an advertising folder. Anyway, he falls in love with a girl named Maisie Lapine because she reminded him of his mother. And you remind me of my mother. Oh. Did he remind you of your mother, Miss Wilcox? Yes, when he's happy and excited like this. Yes, just like my mother used to when she was telling somebody about glow coat. How easy it was to use, now it's time to the dry. Are you going to let me tell about my book? Oh, excuse me, go ahead. Well, just as Fragwell and Maisie are on their way to the house to get married, up comes a messenger in a cloud of dust. So, what's a little dust? Mm. Well, Johnson's glow coat turns himself right, right up to the damn floor. And anyway, glow coat's a You better let him go on, Mr. Wilcox. He's turning green. Oh, pardon me. Well, then, what, Bibber? It's a message for Lieutenant Fragwell to report for duty. 
Lee. The marriage is off. He's been called back into the service. Well, the surface is an important thing. <laughs> if you protect the surface of your linoleum against dirt and wear, it'll almost last forever because glow coat is the I didn't finest. say surface. I say service. D-E-R-V-I-S-E. <laughs> If Lieutenant Bagwell was in the Navy, why did he go to West Point? Ah, wouldn't Hitler like to know that? <laughs> Military secrets. Hey, where are you going, Junior? Don't you want to hear the finish, Mr. Wilcox? No, I don't think I do, Molly. You see, I'm so used to sparkling, gleaming, immaculate wax coating that Johnson's glow coat gives. It spoiled me for inferior finishes. Oh, oh. Well, I'll see you again. <laughs> Appreciated inferior finishes my clavicle. I tell you, the ending of my book has got a wallop that'll tear your heart out. Oh, what is it? I don't dare tell. But get this, Molly. After the book ends, I'm inserting three pages of crossword puzzles. Oh. Just to give the readers a chance to calm down. Oh. This book has got such a smash climax that I don't want to be responsible for people going hasty. You mean Haywire? I thought Haywire was a movie actor. That's Haywire. What is Haywire? By the bail? I'll buy the bail if it's cheap. Oh, oh, what are we talking about? Good afternoon. I'm sorry, sis. Whatever it is, we don't want it. We got all the linens we need. And if it's magazines, you're wasting your time because I... Are you Mr. McGee? Yes, I am, sis. And let me tell you again. I am Virginia Cheltenham, the literary agent. Oh, you... Oh, gee, if I don't... Oh, my God. You got caught with your accent down, didn't you, Come in, Miss Virginia Ham. Cheltenham. I'm her mother. Oh, excuse me. Miss Cheltenham, it's my wife, Molly. How do you do? I'm sure. Your wife? Oh, how splendid. And let me tell you something about myself, Mr. McGee. I am a literary agent of long standing. Oh, have a chair, Kelsey? <laughs> I beg your pardon. Oh. Oh, yes, thank you. Yes. And Mr. McGee, are you familiar with serial rights, motion picture rights, dramatic rights, foreign translations? And the other hundred things regarding which a busy author must protect himself. Heavenly day. And I thought an author just wrote a book and took his money and boom, that was that. No, I, I never knew there was much to it, Miss Well, they are all very important. Uh-huh. I was having tea one afternoon with, uh, well, let me see. There was Red and Jack and Elle and Ernie. Who are they? Uh, Red, uh, that's Red Lewis, of course. Sinclair Lewis, you know. Oh, oh yes, I read his book, uh, Aerosmith. <laughs> well, disappointed, though, no Indians in it. <laughs> Who are them other guys? Oh, uh, that's Ellery Queen, uh, Ernie Hemingway, and Jack Steinbeck. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever do any business with Charlie and Vic? Who, Mrs. McGee? Charlie and Vic? You know, Charlie Dickens and Vic Hugo. <laughs> Well, Miss Cheltenham, now here's about my book. This Lieutenant Fragwell... I shall want to read the manuscript myself, Mr. McGee. Well, May I? Uh, pardon me. I've I got three chapters to go. Well, I'll take it as he is. A manuscript needn't necessarily be complete to make a sale, you know. Oh, swell. Well, this Lieutenant Fragwell... Now, my usual business procedure is this, Mr. McGee. Yeah? I take full responsibility for the promotion and sale of all rights in your literary work. Oh, I see. Still the ball to flow. Still the ball to 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! 
Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.